and welcome to Rogue Pixels, the podcast that shares your love of the biggest and best animations online. Each week, I, Colm O'Hearn, chat with the creators of the most successful tunes on the internet to learn all about how those cartoons came into existence. This week, we are talking about Donkey Kong's Bizarre Banana Adventure and Donkey Kong's Blind Date, the most violent fruit-based cartoon you're ever going to see from Mashed, and a Nintendo ship for the ages from Pegbarians. DK's more violent side was unleashed in two separate cartoons that were published in 2019, whilst Donkey's attempt to woo Samus Aran came out in 2021. And at time of recording, the gorilla-based animations have racked up nearly 10 million views. While you may struggle if you don't speak Japanese, have a listen to this short clip of Donkey Kong's Bizarre Banana Adventure, and I'll be right back on the other side with the writer, animator, and voice of Donkey Kong, Florian Walraven, to chat all about the cartoon. <laughs> Joining me today to talk about both parts of Donkey Kong's Bizarre Banana Adventure and Donkey Kong's Blind Date is returning Rogue Pixels guest and host of Amazing Animation Analysis, it's Florian Walraven. Hello, Florian. Hello. Thanks for having me again. It's a delight to have you back, most certainly. Before we get into the specifics of what you did on both Donkey Kong's Bizarre Banana Adventure and even more Bizarre Banana Adventure and also Donkey Kong's Blind Date, can you, Florian, sum up the story of both narratives, so both parts of Banana Adventure and Donkey's Blind Date, please? Donkey Kong's Bizarre Banana Adventure. Donkey Kong's uh, Banana is gone. He goes to find it and he goes to every... Uh, character in the Super Smash Brothers roster and beats the shit out of him. Don Kong's even more banana adventure too. Um, Don Kong's just sleeping around in his hut. Suddenly Kirby comes knocking at his door and says, DD has stolen all the fruits, but it turns out his bananas are okay. And he goes back to sleep. So Kirby goes down, eats all the bananas. You don't see this. And Donkey Kong's in trouble and he uh, says he's gonna help Kirby out uh, to go to DDD and then he beats this shit out of DDD and Kirby just grabs all the fruit that DDD has hoarded and just flies off. Donkey Kong's blind, blind date. Donkey Kong is on a blind date with uh, Samus Aran uh, and he forgets his name but luckily his initials are written on his tie and so he uses his initials to save the day. Perfect. I guess I wanted to chat about both because they're not connected in story, but they are connected in the art style, I guess, and in delivery of the, the dialogue. And that's one thing I wanted to chat about first, because obviously there is a clear metaphor. The banana represents Donkey's constant search for validation from his best friend, Diddy, which we're going to talk about in depth, of course, in a moment. Yes, yes. But before we get into any of that, Florian, you're from the Netherlands. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure when you're walking the streets, you don't hear an awful lot of Japanese or an awful lot of fluent Japanese speakers. There's mostly, mostly you hear Dutch. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I, 
<laughs> I'd be pretty confident in saying that Bizarre Banana Adventure 1 and 2 and Donkey Kong's Blind Date are the only voiced cartoons unmatched that aren't predominantly in English. So are you fluent in Japanese? And also, why a Japanese script rather than an English one? Just out of curiosity. I'm not fluent in Japanese. Uh, I guess in a bar, I could hold a conversation with someone. Uh, I do have a friend who's fluent in Japanese and he helped me with making sure that all Japanese was uh, good and it sounded sort of anime-like as well. And if it's just written down uh, phonetically, I can sort of finagle it and make it sound all right. Right. And probably a Japanese person would say like this, what, what the hell is this Japanese? But uh, I think it works well enough. People can understand it in Japanese. And why? That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow it just sounded all right in Japanese. I don't know. Because they're not, not he's not really super Jap- uh, anime looking. Well, he does get really buff and there's a Jojo reference in there. Uh, as at the time of the making of the video, there were a lot of Jojo references online. And I just thought, wouldn't it be funny if it was in Japanese as well? The, the reason I ask is because I know we've had you on the show before talking about Super Anime Brothers and your bread and butter is, is anime. You, you really love it. But you have done cartoons on Unmashed or just cartoons in general that sort of look more anime-like than the Donkey Kong ones. Yeah, the Donkey Kong cartoons were the ones where you decided to go for... Uh, a Japanese dialogue rather than an English dialogue. It also fits because when we were working on the script, it's basically just Donkey Kong being the shit out of everyone. And when I was um, creating the designs for him, I started drawing him buffer and buffer. And it sort of also started to look like um, a typical... Japanese high school students, you know, the, I don't know if you know the meme, like I'm just a typical 16 year old kid. And it's like this super buff Japanese (laughs) uh, drawing. And so I think from there, it sort of spilled into, um, let's do it in Japanese. I hope I did a good job. My, My idea for the voice was like, he has to sound a bit brutish and dumb at the same time. Uh, and trying to pull it off in Japanese. Uh, hope it did an okay job, but uh, it was it was fun to do, for sure. Well, to to pick you up on that and sort of relate to my last question as well. When I previously had you on, we spoke a lot about writing and animation, and I do want to chat about that as well a bit. But the one thing you're doing in these donkey uh, cartoons that you can't say about Super Anime Brothers, for example is that in the ones we're chatting about today, you're voicing every single character. Yes. Do you enjoy voice acting? Like where, where does voice acting rank on the long list of things you do that has writing and animation and direction and so on? Mm, maybe, maybe it's number two or three in, in funness. Because um, I think the last time I did voices, uh, I don't know what project it was, but I was doing the voices. I was, I had the script in front of me and while I was doing it, I was thinking, this is really fun to do. This is like the, the, the fun, one of the fun parts that uh, make the characters come more alive. And in my old cartoons, uh, I usually did all the voice myself as well. Um, and so beginning with 
working for Mashed, I just did the voices uh, there as well because I think they found us just through our old, us being the Pecbarians, my old channel, um, through our old videos. And they were probably thinking like, let's uh, try and get that same feeling uh, on the videos we do for Mashed. So at the beginning, I was doing a lot of my own voices too. And why? Um, I think just because it's fun. But I do um, feel like at some points it would be nice to have another voice juxtaposed because at some point you're going to hear like, okay, this is all the same guy, which could also be fun uh, or funny. So uh, yeah, if it works, it works, I guess. Now, I mentioned writing and animating a moment ago. You can obviously successfully pull off melodrama, you know, as seen in Super Anime Brothers, but these Donkey Kong tunes are marrying that sort of OTT anime violence, I guess with a sort of a slapstick uh, comedy to them as well. So when you're writing or animating, what do you prefer? Do you prefer drama or do you prefer comedy? If I were to schedule it, maybe uh, 65% of the time I'd like to work on comedy and the rest on more serious. Although I say that, but although if you work on something uh, comedy-ish for a long time, you're going to think like, oh, it's not funny. This is, uh, why would I ever think this was funny? But you just have to uh, trust in your very first reaction when writing it or when drawing it. You're like, ah, oh, I laughed then. And that sort of ha has to take you through the entire uh, creation process. Uh, and with serious stuff, it's... You don't constantly have to think like, ah, oh, is this funny enough? I mean, if it's serious, is, is, is it, it serious? Yeah. Enough? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can it get more serious? <laughs> um, so I don't know. I, I like them both, but my general uh, style is more comedy-ish, a slapstick-ish, I guess. Each of these tunes are approximately one to two minutes in length, give or take. And if you ask me, they're bang on the right duration for the gags in all three. But YouTube obviously doesn't like shorter videos. YouTube wants you to make content that has people sticking on their platform for longer. I know there's a big push for shorts at the minute from YouTube. But do you think now and, you know, in the past as well, do you think that high quality, shorter cartoons have been screwed over a bit by the algorithm and that, you know, people are inflating their cartoons perhaps to, to obey, for lack of a better term, the algorithm, the YouTube algorithm, which we must all bow down to. <laughs> uh, yeah, yes, sort of. Be well, I guess um, we don't really know how many people are being shed on because we don't see those videos, I guess, all the short ones because all the longer ones get pushed to us. And I feel like um, a video has a certain, like for a certain joke, there's a certain length that's appropriate for that video. It doesn't need to outstay its welcome. And a lot of times I have ideas for really short shorts and then it just doesn't work or it, it's not, 
you 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 can't you can inflate a short gag, but then it doesn't. People are gonna click off. It it's also not less funny. I feel like, and when I'm creating a script or animatic, I always want to cut as much fat as I can from it, um, just to make it as tight as possible. I think that's also uh, which makes the jokes land the best. Um, so yeah, it's it 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 really is a shame because I like very short form stuff. But I guess that's now more Twitter's domain. And uh, for YouTube, all the cartoons have to be a bit longer. And at some point, when you want to create more longer videos, there's a problem of getting them too long. Because say you want to have an intro and then a bit of backstory, and then you want to get into the meat of the video. Going from one to three minutes, three minutes, slowly starts to get longer and longer because usually there's more buildup before getting to the payoff. And some of my scripts for MASH were like nine minutes long. And then you're all of a sudden struggling to cut it to, 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 to six. But I guess that's, that's a different problem. <laughs> and of course you don't want to make, especially animations, super long because it's going to take a super long time to create them. Do platforms like TikTok or Instagram, like, do they excite you? Like, you know, it's vertical videos, it's in and out. Things can be 10, 20 seconds. Like things can be like super like set up punchline type of things. Or do you think it's too disposable almost? That that feels quite disposable to me when I'm on Instagram or something. I don't, when you scroll past something, if you think about the, uh, five videos ago, do you even remember what you were watching? It, it feels more disposable to me. I gotta say, I guess I'm an old coot, but I like the um, widescreen uh, uh, videos and I should get more into long screen videos, but your animation just completely changes because you, you have to think about, okay, if I want to set two characters in a scene, one's got to be more on top, I guess, and one more on the bottom instead of just Put, pulling them away from each other. There's a lot of stuff that I've leaned on that I can't do on the on the long screen videos. And I gotta, it's gotta be more like Pokemon, I guess, where there's one, uh, uh, the games where there's one character in the back, very far and one in the front, which could also be fun. One final question, Florian. Tell me, what are your favorite parts of these Donkey Kong cartoons? It can be, you can you can give me one, you can give me one from all three Whatever you like. Uh, I'm going to go for one from all three. I think that's easiest. For the first one, I really liked uh, the animation where he beats, <laughs> beats up the, the, the other characters. Like, um, I know I, I reuse it for every character, but um, I was referencing a lot of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure for the, the multiple punches. And I think it, it came out really well, how he punches everyone. Uh, and the slow motion punches in a uh, slow motion punch in Pac-Man's face just felt good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and in part two, um, there's a line which made me laugh initially when creating it, the animatic, is where uh, <laughs> where DDD is on the floor and this, um, it, it's just black and white outline. Uh, and he says, I wonder where those bananas are. <laughs> And that's, that's the thing that made me laugh while creating it, uh, uh, while creating the animatic. And I think that's one of those parts where I talked about that's 
like uh it pulls you through for the entire video like yeah that was that was funny uh yeah and part three i guess uh the blind date i guess how dumb it is <laughs> it's the dumbest idea i've had yet because the 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 clue is uh he forgot his name and his name is on his ties initials but when you look at your tie from above it's mirrored and that's why he says his name is Konky Dong instead of Donkey Kong. And it's such a dumb, stupid idea. <laughs> and I, I guess I liked how it, how it, that it, that it worked. People thought it was funny because while making it, I was thinking this isn't funny. Even while making it. <laughs> really? Like even from, surely though, to have the idea, you must be like, oh, that's good. Yeah. Like, but then there must be some, at some point you go, no, no, this, I, I, this isn't. That, that point came quite early. <laughs> But the initial idea was like, yeah, that's funny. But while I was creating it, I was really struggling with making it work where he looks at his own tie and is there going to be a zoom in or not a zoom in? Is this too long, too short before people? Right. Because you kind of have to, I think for the video, you have to feel like you know what he's going to say. Like he's he's going to say conky dong. You're like, uh, it has to feel like, yeah, of course he's such a dumb idiot. Um, and I think that's maybe why it works too, just to make Donkey Kong the dumbest guy, the dumbest guy in the audience or the dumbest, uh, character. And I generally just like big dumb oafs that are really strong <laughs> in, in media, but yeah, was it funny? I don't know, <laughs> but, um, I, I like that it's, that it exists, even though it is such a dumb idea. Now, we should talk about one of the most important parts of videos on the internet, and that is the comment section. Yes. So, I have looked over all 9,000 or so comments on all of the cartoons, and I've picked out a couple of my favorites. My one comment here on Donkey Kong's Bizarre Banana Adventure from Skull2470. They said, no one seems to have noticed or just isn't talking about it. But DK is taking something from every character he beats up. My favorite was probably DK taking Snake's headband. Yes. And you put little things in and sometimes people will pick up on it. Sometimes they won't. Is that one of the nicest things sometimes when you're like... Not everyone's going to get this, but the people that will, they'll be, they'll really be watching and really kind of be appreciating. I remember creating it. It was just sort of a little joke for myself, I guess, or a little joke for people who, who got it. Uh, yeah, I just thought it would be fun if he takes something from every character and seeing that only such a few people notice it is fun in itself as well because the shots are pretty fast i mean he just goes in and he says banana and then he beats his, the shit out of someone um but yeah it it's cool that people appreciate just even the littlest things you you put in there um and it feels like um it's not wasted with the extra effort you put in isn't wasted because there's so many people on the internet. If it gets a lot of views, someone is going to uh, spot it and it's going to make their 
day, I guess, or it's going to make their experience even, even better. So yeah, that's, that's really cool. Another comment here from Koopa on Donkey Kong's even more bizarre banana adventure. Koopa said, this is just brutal. Poor DDD. In the mashed verse, DK seems more like a villain than a good guy. He just goes around beating people up who are innocent just because he is too dumb to realize <laughs> what has actually happened to his bananas. Someone should put him in his place. <laughs> so when is somebody going to put Donkey Kong in his place, Florian? Ne- never. I love him too much. Um, that's great. I love that comment because he, he is he a bad guy? Not real. Yeah, I, I guess he's just too dumb to understand that he's that he's beating someone up. That's because he's a selfish guy, maybe. But a, but a, like yes. a villain, evil. Because it's strong. He wants to have all the bananas for him. He could just share some bananas, but no, it's his banana hoard. And I guess for in his mind, it's a revenge story, right? In in because I'm gonna get him. It's it's. <laughs> It's basically taken, but substitute a daughter for a banana. But yeah. but he should be really just beating up Kirby. Kirby is the bad guy here. Yeah, because Kirby even gets away at the end. Yes, and he eats all 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 the bananas because uh, at first he he jumped, uh, he gets into the Donkey's um, uh, house and he wants Donkey to help him, but then Donkey only wants to help. Or only wants to do something when his bananas are gone, so he eats all Donkey's bananas. And you can actually see Kirby eating the bananas sort of quickly. Uh, and Kirby's just evil here. He's the selfish one. Why does he even want all that fruit? <laughs> I don't know. Hate certain misunderstanding uh, tropes in series because uh, it's like, oh, it's just a misunderstanding. Why don't they get it? But I think it's really funny when there's, in the, in this way, where he's just too dumb to understand and he beats up innocent people because in his mind he feels like he's he's right. And one final comment from Delto on Donkey Kong, uh, Love and Bananas. They said, can we talk about how amazing the Japanese is? Uh, the, like the dialect itself sounds so authentic, like it's been perfected by a non-native speaker. Along with the amazing animation and art style, God damn, I wish this could be a reoccurring thing. Damn. So I mean, and I did see a couple, like you mentioned earlier, I, and I did see a couple of comments about how well pronounced the Japanese was, and you know, I, I guess you said that somebody else you wrote the script in English, is it, and somebody else then uh, translated it? Yes, yes, yes. Um, and then if I felt like that's not the the version I had in mind because I, I sort of can sort of finagle it or I mean I do know what I want them to say sort of but it's not going to be correct ish it's just going to be a mishmash of all the anime I've watched and uh, my friend uh, I think let's shout out his Twitter I think it's Jip at Curry Lemon um, he really made sure that it works and that the, um, like Diddy at some point says, or something along those lines. And that's uh, an anime trope of just in this case, I've prepared something. And that's a trope you hear 
a whole lot. I, I didn't know about it, but he made sure that this anime trope got into this video, uh, even though the real translation would be something completely different. Um, but it's just something they say in anime and it's a trope in itself. And he made sure that this uh, worked like that. Um, but yeah, that's a really, a really nice comment about the Japanese. <laughs> I try. Some top-notch insight on these Donkey Kong cartoons, of course. But now, Florian, it is time to test your knowledge on the central figure of these very cartoons. So we're going to learn how well you know Donkey Kong. So let us play a little quiz. So question one, Florian. The Kong part of DK's name is pretty self-explanatory. But do you know where the donkey part comes from? Uh, isn't it that uh, Miyamoto um, wanted something that sounded like dumb, like he's a dumb guy, and then... He thought of Donkey. Do you know what? I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give it to you. He, uh, uh, Shigeru Miyamoto, Donkey Kong creator, said that he used Donkey to mean stubborn. Um, uh, and uh. He, t he told Nintendo of America and they laughed. But then they were like, yeah, we pretty like that name. Let's call him Donkey Kong. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give it to you. Which is a really weird name when you just think about Donkey Kong. It's a, it's a monkey, Donkey Kong. But it... it it's now ingrained in my psyche. So. Question two. Before making the original 1981 arcade game, Donkey Kong, Nintendo wanted to make a licensed game on a different character. Can you tell me the name of that character? So they were going to make the, the same game, but just they were going to use licensed characters. It wasn't King Kong? No. But it was a monkey? No. Oh. No, it wasn't even a monkey, will I tell you? Yes, tell me. They were looking to create a Popeye game where, yes, uh, Mario, or Jumpman, was going to be Popeye, I believe, and Donkey Kong was going to be Blue Shaw. So I, I think they probably chose well in the long run. Yes. Yes. Uh, um, and our second round, of course, where I ask you questions about... The, uh, the cartoons themselves. So, what is the first line of dialogue that comes out of Donkey Kong's mouth in Donkey Kong's Bizarre Banana Adventure? Taihendaze. Taihendaze! Okay, what's the English translation of the first line of dialogue, I should have asked? <laughs> it's, it's terrible. Yeah! Uh, it's terrible. Well done. My banana has disappeared. Alright then, uh, second question in this round. What is the last line of dialogue that comes out of Donkey Kong's mouth in Donkey Kong's even more bizarre banana adventure? Doko da, no banana, doko, doko. You keep saying, where, where, where are my bananas? Oh, where? Well, Kirby is flying off. Uh, do you know what? Because you're, you're giving me the, you're giving me a live uh, rendition of... Of the character, I'm going to give it to you. Um, the the last line he says is, "Where the hell are they?" Which yeah, uh, where he's ah, yes, be yes, yes, beating yes. the life out of King DDD. Yes. And your final question, Florian. Donkey Kong didn't make his big screen debut until 2015. What film was Donkey Kong in in 2015? 2015. Um, was it um, 
Wreck-It Ralph? Ralph? Oh, I, I can see the logic. I can see what you were going for. No, it wasn't Wreck-It Ralph. The first movie Donkey Kong was in... I mean, it would have been better if it was Wreck-It Ralph. Uh, first movie was Pixels. Oh, I didn't see it, but... Uh, you're better but off, I, I will I say. imagined it was bad. <laughs> yeah, not great. No, not great. Uh, so yeah, congratulations. It did very well in, in that quiz. So now it's time for our final segment of the show, something we like to call In Case You Missed It, where I and my lovely guests tell you, the listener, about something that we we like on the internet, basically. It's a recommendation from us, and it can be a recommendation, it can be an animation-based, it can be doesn't have to be animation-based, whatever you would like. So, Florine, what would you like to recommend to the people listening at home? I will recommend a YouTube channel called lumpy touch uh on twitter it's i think it's easy lumpy touch everywhere it he makes uh i think it's a he uh sorry if it's wrong um videos in a pixel art style but it's done really well and he's had a series about uh breaking bad but in the uh what if breaking bad was on a game boy uh with the same game boy colors and it looks amazing. His pixel animation is just super great. And it's also uh, quite horror themed, usually. has a bit of a horror edge to it. I only discovered him uh, like a month, like no, a couple of weeks ago. And I couldn't uh, realize or I couldn't fathom that, that this Game Boy Advance uh, Breaking Bad existed. I was like... Why does this exist? But it's awesome. <laughs> you should de- definitely give it a watch. It's it's beautiful pixel art and it's pretty weird. And very quickly, I will recommend, and I'm recommending this because I feel like not enough people know about this show. Uh, it's called Kevin Can F Himself. And it is, it is a terrible name. I, I will say that. And I didn't watch it for a long time because I was like, that is such, it feels like it's, oh, it's trying to be edgy and it's just a bad name. The name makes sense when you watch it. And I don't want to say too much about it, but I guess, uh, you know, I'll give you a bit of a um, kind of outline of what it is. So a woman who is in a marriage and she's very unhappy in this marriage, but there's like two ways uh, that the TV, the TV show, Kevin Kniff himself is uh, delivered. It's part uh, single cam kind of drama with very cold looking colors and it's also part multicam sitcom with laugh track and it it's 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 unlike anything i've seen i thought it was fantastic i wouldn't say it's terribly funny but it's kind of not trying to be if you get me it's yes yes it's sort of dissecting the life of a sitcom wife Ah, Um, it's very good those are our recommendations seek those out but now is the part of Rogue Pixels where Florine you get to uh, recommend yourself I guess uh, and get to uh, plug where people can find you on the internet Uh, you can I'm just going to recommend my uh, YouTube channel Amazing Animation Analysis if you want to learn about animation uh, uh, the nitty gritty or uh, about animation story or about how to animate a jump. It's all in there. Thank you very much, Florian. It's been an absolute pleasure. Yes, likewise. Hopefully we'll have you again on Rogue Pixels to become a three-time guest. I think you get 
you get something in the post, like a little trophy or something. <laughs> yes, I need to come back for that trophy. And that just about does it. Thank you very much, dear listener, for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, please do subscribe and leave us a review on your podcast app of choice. You can also find us on social media. We are at Rogue Pixels Pod. Get in touch and let us know who you would like to hear on the show. This has been a Spudgun Studios production. I have been Colin Ahern, and I'll see you again next week for another episode of Rogue Pixels.